Hello and welcome to Roundtable number seven of Dualist Unity. I am what is choosing to identify as Andrew today. And Ray and Sunny and Paige. We are all what is identifying in four different ways for the purpose of making this a conversation rather than just one long stream of syllables that don't make any sense. And so we're going to play the part of four different characters and pretend that we're talking to other people for the sake of our listener, who is also us. So thanks for being here. Today, I'm very excited to welcome back Sunny, who was our guest in episode three of season three. If you haven't seen that episode yet, I highly encourage you to go back and check it out. Sunny is an amazing person. She's very authentic and vulnerable and very expressive in how she communicates her own insights. I cannot recommend her content enough. I'm going to stop talking about Sunny because, of course, I did that in the last episode for probably longer than I should have. And we're going to introduce our next guest, who has not been on Dualistic Unity as yet. Her name is Paige Randall. Paige specializes in crystals. She also does content related to sound baths or sound bathing, um, which is something that I've experienced in the past. So I'm looking forward to exploring that a little bit. And if you could tell us just a little bit about what brought you to make content page, what led you to what you're currently offering, and of course, what you enjoy about it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for that. Um, You know, I like to keep things as simple as possible, because I feel like as you get more specific, you get more wrapped up in your identity. So I always like to just say, the reason I started was to make myself feel more comfortable and make others feel more comfortable just by simply taking off the mask or admitting when I have the mask on so that everything can just flow easily. And I've always kind of done that within my relationships, even before the content. Um, I could always just feel when the conversation was fake and um, unnecessary. So I just try to have this way about me that is very um, open so that we can actually just be, be present, be open, and uh, just flow. That's, that's really what I'm about, so. And you are. That is exactly why I went out of my way to invite you to be our guest today, because watching your content, it's authentic. It is very much like Sonny's in that it's vulnerable. You're not trying to come across as somebody from on high, speaking down to others, like these are the insights that you need to learn because I'm enlightened and I know better. Look at me with my sound bowls. You're not doing any of that. It really is just, I'm a human. You're a human, or at least that's what we call ourselves. And we're just going through the shit together. We're weighing things together because we're in this together. So we may as well act like that. And so I really appreciate your content for that reason. Um, I appreciate the fact that you joined us here today. Thank you very much. I'm going to let Andrew cut in and then we're going to get back to Sunny because of course, we haven't talked to Sunny in a couple of weeks now. I'm very curious as to what she's been up to, but I will pass it back to Andrew first. Yeah, no, I'm already very excited for this conversation. And yeah, uh, Paige, with keeping things simple, that's been something that I've always kept near and dear for content related things. And it was something even before I got into content that even with my work stuff, like I saw a lot of gaps in you know the work I started getting into in digital advertising. And a lot of people didn't care to, keep it simple. They, they didn't care if someone fully understood what they were saying, as long as they felt like they were sounding smart and that always rubbed me the wrong way. And so when I got into, you know, all the stuff we talk about and are going to talk about here, and I talk about in my content, we talk about on the podcast, I always made sure to keep that in mind. That like if someone who's never come across any of this information can't wrap their head around it, like maybe I'm not understanding it as well as I could. And it's not to say that that's always the case. Sometimes people, you know, those with ears to hear will hear. And sometimes they just don't have the ears to hear. But at the same time, 
there is a sort of responsibility I feel to do my best to bridge the gap. And it doesn't mean that every video is always like applicable to, you know, a five-year-old, but a lot of times I try and at least keep that in mind. So I've really enjoyed that about your content and Sonny's content as well. And it, it just really comes from, it's clear that it comes from within you and, and through you. And we talked a couple episodes about authenticity, just, you know, experiencing things through yourself and then expressing it in the way that you understand it. And I think the recognition that us as, you know, whatever we are, aren't so different, potentially not different at all. And so through that, if you can recognize it and understand it, express it, odds are at least a decent amount of other people will. So it's, it's very fun and cool to come across people like both of you who clearly get this and are willing to express it and, and are able to see it and then go out and, you know, to a degree say, fuck it. And if you want to judge me, judge me however you see fit. And I know it doesn't have to do with me. I'm just going to keep talking and, and see where it goes and see what ripples it ends up making. So I appreciate you for putting yourself out there in that way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. Simplicity is the best and just, keeping it real is what allows other people to do the same. That's why I'm so passionate about these topics because every time you bring yourself or the thing behind it to the table, people don't feel separate. They feel more involved. And that's what keeps me doing what I'm doing. Absolutely. And I'm just going to say quickly that that's why I tune into your content. That's why I tune into Sunny's content because often in spiritual circles, especially when you start getting into the more metaphysical stuff, you start hearing, a lot of intellectualization. You hear a lot of complication, a lot of, of uh, assumption and projection and wanting it to be more complicated than it really needs to be. Whereas somebody who honestly gets it, somebody who's embodying it, just gives you a smile, says something like, hey, how's your day going? And the way it comes across changes you more than any amount of intellectualization ever will, than any amount of philosophy will ever do, because it's real. It's actually coming across as an empathetic connection. It's, it's right there in front of you. It's not something you have to conceptualize or think about. You've already been impacted by it. And so that's why I, I like watching both of your content, because within 10 seconds of watching your video, I immediately feel better because I'm looking at a human being. I'm listening to another person exactly like me who's just trying to be the best version of themselves that they can for their own reasons. I can relate to that. I can empathize with that. Whereas somebody who's trying to, again, stand on, on a soapbox and, and proselytize to, to the world, I can't get behind that because it's all about self-importance and self-aggrandizement. And I, it's just that it, it's coming from such an insecure place that whatever is coming out of that person is distorted. It's twisted immediately. So after saying all of that, I'd like to get back to Sunny because we haven't talked to her in weeks and I'm so excited to finally connect with her again because a lot has happened in Sunny's life since the last time we spoke and I've listened to a lot of her content recently. And what I really enjoy is that more than trying to make the point about all the insights that she is absorbing and embodying, she's just out there doing it. And then she's expressing what it's like to be doing it and how weird shit gets when you're in that state of mind where things don't really phase you. So. Without any further introductions of Sunny, hi Sunny, welcome back. Hello, hello. Uh, it is so good to be back. Man, you're bringing it up right away. <laughs> so I try to avoid it a little. Um, no, I actually, it's kind of funny that you bring that up. Like, 
when you first asked me to be on the show, which fun fact, my favorite number is three. So the fact that I'm on season three, episode three is kind of dope, um, kind of fun. But the second you asked me, my brain freaking just went. It was like, okay, now we have to prove that we are worthy of being here. We have to d- prove that we are someone that's even allowed to talk about this, like all this stuff. And meanwhile, like my brain will think that. And I'm like, that's silly. They already invited us. <laughs> I'm like, you're being silly again. Literally this constant internal like conversation between me and my mind where I'm like, okay, you need to chill. <laughs> you really are taking this and you're going way too far with it. Um, but I like, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, I doubt you have, but I haven't really been posting. I haven't been really super active on uh, on TikTok a whole lot. And honestly, it really is a big, in big part, because I felt like I had gotten into this funk of trying to talk about it when that's not me, I am it. And when you're with me, you feel it and you can become it too. It's just like Paige was saying, you bring that energy. Like I I recently have sort of assimilated into this new friend group um, that have adopted me with (laughs) open arms, which is great. Um, But they, all of them individually have said, there's something about you, Sonny. And I'm like, yeah, it's you. It's your safe here to be. And that is the way that I think that I'm meant to bring this into the world and the way that I think that I'm meant to share this message, if that makes sense. I mean, don't get me wrong, a bitch loves to talk, so I'm probably gonna... (laughs) I'm probably going to still gab about it sometimes. And, you know, when insights come and they flow freely, I'm going to let them. But I felt like this force, you know, this like, I felt like I was forcing it. You know, I was like, oh, I have to make this content because people expect me to like, no, I've always been adamantly against that. Um, So I've just kind of been being about it and, you know, really letting the insights sink in to myself as they come and really just navigating the world, navigating the life events for Sonny's life that are going to happen, whether I like it or not. Um, (laughs) I really have just been trying to like maintain awareness through it all, which has become more and more easy, the more I practice, which is so, Nice. And um, yeah, so I mean, Ray, I'm assuming you're talking about my crush. Yeah, you're talking about my crush. Dang. (laughs) I'm a little red. Oh my gosh. I really, this came out of nowhere. My friends, this came out of nowhere. I have been so happily alone so so peacefully in my solitude (laughs) and I've known this person for a while like we've known each other for uh like six plus months because we work together which anyone that works with me that listens to this 
stop listening for the next couple of minutes. <laughs> Come back in a minute. Um, no. So anyway, yeah, we, I just, we worked together and I was like, oh my God, the way that I feel in this person's presence, unparalleled, like it was overwhelming. It still is overwhelming. Anytime their name lights up my phone, I get feelings like it's crazy. And I'm like, what is happening to me? (laughs) It's it's and it's so interesting because, you know, your mind loves to tell stories. I've been saying this to a couple of my friends, this new friend group that I've uh, come into. I think I'm coming into their lives at a very opportune time um, as it usually goes. But they will say something or have these anxieties. And I'm constantly like, just remember your brain doesn't tell the truth. It tells stories. Your brain's there to tell you stories. It's here to make stuff up, to make things that don't make sense, make sense. And your brain only knows the past. So of course it's going to think that way. That's all it knows until it learns something different. And then it goes, Hmm. All right. Hadn't thought of that. Um, But so I've been living in that, like, my brain will take me somewhere with this person in mind. And I'm like, whoa, we are not there. They're not here. (laughs) This is a future that doesn't exist. So I've been really, really like, when I tell you I've been thinking about introducing this person to my family and stuff, like, it's like, whoa, that's kind of wild. I I mean, I haven't really talked about it a whole lot, but I don't have a really close relationship with my family I don't really get along with those people very well um so the fact that I'm even thinking about that just absolutely blows my mind um but that being said that's future stuff so every time my brain is like oh and then this but what if this and my uh, my family doesn't know I'm queer awkward um if you're listening to this you do know um (laughs) but it's just something that they don't really get. And I don't really care to explain it to them, all that jazz. But I was just like, my brain was like, oh my God, we're going to introduce this person and they're going to know we're queer. And then that's going to be a whole thing. And then there's going to be this whole, and I was like, guess what's not happening, Sonny? Any of that. None of that is happening. (laughs) So it's, it's been, it's been a challenge to say the least to maintain awareness of and presence throughout it all. And she, uh, she I'm just going to say she there. It's the cat's out of the bag. It's a she she's away. She's going to be away. She's in the military. So she's going to be away for a little while. And my brain is like trying to be somewhere. It's not. And I'm like, come on, baby girl. Where are we? We're here. We're now. You know, she's not here, not now, you know, like she will be when she is and then we'll do that then. And it really is like, it's kind of interesting because like I said, I was so, so happy by myself. So happy to be alone. My own best friend, like, uh, I love, I love my solitude. I always will. And I think the universe was like, okay, I think you're ready to, to do what you've been doing in a situation that's triggering or in a situation that makes you fall into old habits or a situation that makes you a little less present. 
and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. We're going to tickle your historical need. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is, right? It's yeah. like, you think you're good on your own. Here's a need you forgot about. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this? And all of a sudden your brain's just trying to process, trying to process. So I'm really glad that we got into this. I'm going to pass this back to Andrew because I, I understand I'm rambling again, but I'm glad that we got into this because this is the point. This is exactly what people tend to avoid. They stick to the intellectual. They stick to the, the, the metaphysical or the spiritual stuff. But when you're in the shit, when you're watching your brain produce visuals and storylines and narratives that are totally believable, it's a very different experience to actually remind yourself, right, that's what it does. None of this is real. It's just designed to appear that way. It's actually made to be as real as possible so my brain can try and figure out what the fuck is going on. That's the work. So I'm really glad that we got into this. And now I'm going to stop talking and pass it back to Andrew. Yeah. Fucking hey, Sonny. That is uh, authenticity 101 right there. I appreciate you kicking off the episode with all of that. Because, yeah, as much as we can get into, you know, all the conceptual, I'm not going to say bullshit, but like sometimes it is just like, you know, it's not in the shit. And it's it's a lot of fun to talk about, you know, being in the shit. And so, yeah, I mean, I... I resonate with a lot of all of those things because, you know, from every aspect that you just, you just mentioned, cause there's all sorts of times where I get caught up in things and it's, it's like a constant sort of thing. And that's where the practice happens. That's, you know, that's the path. I think, uh, Ariel here and now who was on our, uh, our podcast a little while, a couple months ago. And, and one of her videos said how, the path, the spiritual path, isn't like being so perfect all the time. It's, it's literally going through the shit. It's getting caught up in stuff and, and working through it and not immediately getting out of it. It's, it's being in it sometimes and, and being reminded of, you know, all of those old triggers and being given the opportunity to work on them. And it's funny you talking about like getting pulled back into old habits and whatnot, but as much as it, they are old habits, like you're not old you you're, you're new you. So it's like old, you may have gotten very caught up in those habits for, you know, twice as long. And now it feels like, Oh no, I'm back in the shit and I'm back in old me. And it's like, no, you're not, no, you're not. You made so much progress and, and you have so much more progress. And, and I've talked about this with Ray. Like I think about, you know, back before I ever posted content and how it was just like, I had my job and then I had my life outside of that. And I'd never had anything to do outside of work, didn't have homework or whatever. And now with content, it's like, you know, I have an infinite number of things that I could always be doing. And I sometimes think back to those times and I'm like, Oh, I kind of, kind of miss those times. But at the same time, like I was not nearly as aware back then I suffered way more, you know, anxiety, fear, worry about anything and everything going on. Now I don't. And then I have other things. So there's always things coming up and we have this idea that like, we're going to get to this place where like, Oh, nothing, nothing like, you know, bad or, or worrisome ever happens. And it's like, that's never going to be the case. So, so becoming comfortable and, and seeing that for what it is and being like, okay, I'm here. Let's remember where we're at. You know, this person I'm thinking about so much they're they're not here right now. Okay. That's, that's something we can, we, we may have not realized that, you know, back a couple of years ago, we may have gotten really caught up and, and been just like constantly suffering through this situation that is completely made up and, and doesn't actually exist in reality. So it's, it's cool hearing about this. And I think it's just always so important to remember that how much progress you've already made in where you're at, even being able to talk about this openly 
and and that's it too is just coming on here and expressing these things and saying like you know when we invited you on the podcast you're like oh got to prove myself like that in itself is beneficial not only to anyone listening but like to me too to like hear other people who go through things like that and being open and authentic is like the most helpful thing it's not about wearing this fucking shield of armor all the time it's about letting it go and and so other people can see themselves in you because mm-hmm. that's that's all we're ever trying to be is is seen and through authenticity through openness through vulnerability that's how we're able to be seen and see ourselves and everyone else yeah and i think it all stems from i mean like i think the words love and acceptance are pretty synonymous but we'll use the word acceptance just to avoid confusion with the word love and what that means to different people. Um, (laughs) But it really stems from acceptance of everything, of all that is, all of yourself and all of other, right? Because if you're judging someone else, it's because you're judging yourself somewhere because there is no difference, right? I mean, we talk about that all the time. There is no difference. And it's, you're right. See, like being in this situation as me now, vastly different from any time I have ever had a crush on someone. And I haven't had a crush on someone in a long time, fair enough. But still seeing the difference in how I'm navigating it, I told her that I had a crush on her. Nice. Woof. Oh boy. And the plot just thickened from there. And I was like, God dang it. <laughs> I just dug myself a hole. No, that's great. Dive in both feet. It's the only yep. way you're going to see where it goes, right? I mean, why I, why dick around? Why be I, around the bush? Exactly, right? I, I This new, this, this person, this Sunny, <laughs> this me here now was like, you know what? I have literally never felt like this about someone. As many times as I've had infatuations, as I've been whatever, I have never felt like this. I'm making playlists. I'm writing poetry. It's crazy. It's crazy. And seeing all that, I was like, I would be an absolute fool not to let this be known. Because on the off chance that she's feeling any kind of the same way, and she is, and now we're seeing where it's going to go. I have no idea where this is going to go. My brain loves to think about things in the future. And that's nice for my brain. It can have fun. It can do that all at once. Every chance I get, I'm going to bring myself back to the moment and just let it be. And remember when I was talking about holding life with open hands? Practice. Time to practice. This reminds me of a quote from Ray that I actually took note of during one of the episodes that was, How can we know what's best for us when we avoid the situations that will tell us who we are, right? I mean, like, how would you know if you didn't just, and that's what happens when you're in the present moment. You're not thinking, should I tell her? You just go up and you tell her. Or like, you're not thinking like, if you're at a club, should I dance? You just dance. It's just the game of like, there's no more story. You're just in the story now. (laughs) It's funny. Just thought I would add that in there because I did take note of that. I'm so glad you did. It's, it's, it's incredibly important. And again, one of the reasons that I invited you on the show page, because a lot of your insights have been about, about exactly that. Like all of this time I'm spending thinking about myself, 
it's kind of me just spinning my wheels. I'm not really doing anything or going anywhere. I'm, enter- I'm keeping myself entertained, sure, right? But it's not actually changing anything in terms of my path or, or anything like that. And so it really just comes to getting out of your own way, which was a video that you were talking about recently. And you you expressed very eloquently, anybody who's listening to this, go and check out Paige's TikTok account. You'll find quite a few insights that are, are short and to the point and very, very applicable. But I want to switch to a different topic slightly. Um, It's kind of along the same path, I'm just gonna say, in terms of creating content, because Paige, you're relatively new to TikTok. You you joined TikTok within the last year, is that about right? Okay, so when you start making content, when you start putting yourself out there, you go through the same stuff. Your brain's trying to figure out, how am I? Like, how am I doing? Where do I sit in the context of, you know, people who really suck versus people who are really good? What are people perceiving me like? Am I coming across? Blah, blah, blah. And so you go through the same process of your brain really not knowing what it's talking about, but trying to spin its wheels and trying to get some idea of what the future might hold. Have you found in your journey in making content, because again, I want to get back to the sound bowls, because that's something that I, I find really interesting, that your practice in using sound therapy or your practice in being present has helped you mitigate the, uh, the temptation to get more involved with the thoughts in your mind? Do you find that that's been helpful for you uh, on a day-to-day level? Oh, yeah. And, you know, off the bat, I have had so many times where, like Sonny was talking about, tried to post, was in my head like, oh, I should be posting this or make a whole video. And then I look at it and I'm like, this is literally your identity. Like the, nothing you said came from a present state. This, this sucks, you know? So I've, I've been through so many cycles like that. And I um, honestly, the best way that I go about it is I add another voice to my mind, kind of like Sonny was saying, and I'd be like, Paige, really? Like, come on. Like, and I try to switch it up. Um, I kind of have a method that I use, like I call it the movie method and I make everything into like a movie scene. So if I get into a fight, I, I have a twin, for example, if I get into a fight with my twin, I'm like, okay, look at this scene. What did we learn from this scene? Cause when you're watching a movie, you know, so much more. Sometimes you're looking at the character and you're like, dude, what is she doing? But if you're looking at it, instead of being in it, you can be like, oh, okay. All right, this here, I could work on that. Or like, she could do this. And that is something that really carries me through keeping me sane, even though it's like some people would define as crazy. That's my sanity. Um, But also with the bowls, that is one of my present um, presence practices because you can't be on your phone, can barely have any thoughts going on because they're so damn loud and you just get to be. And um, I try every night to go live on TikTok because I've noticed um, even in the group chat, just me, if I can maintain in a state of presence, people also are maintaining in that same state because again, we're all just one and it's just a reflection. So I enjoy getting on there and just having me in the bowls, forgetting about everything else. And then also knowing that by me doing that, people can also be present with themselves. Like some people will be like 40 minutes later, whoa, I just woke up or like, whoa, like I, don't, I just lost track of time. And it um, kind of reflects back to me that um, there's such an importance in having whatever your practice is, it can come in a million ways. Just having something that you know gets you out of your head and into the moment. That's what I found helpful about just content and life in general. Yeah, yeah. It almost 
hearing about the the bowls and going live and people feeling like they're present, it makes me kind of wonder, and it could be both, both and neither that is it the bowls that are helping them to stay present or is it you being present with them in that situation as them recognizing that letting down your guard and, and then being able to see that through you. So it, it kind of made me wonder when you're talking about, you know, the bulls are helping me stay present and everyone's like present is like, is it really bulls? Is it, is it both? Could it be both? I mean, there is no division, right? I so. think it's all just a permission slip. That's what I try to look okay. at things. I learned this from someone. Um, everything we do as a practice, it's just a way of you, your identity being able to conceptualize, oh, this will get me from A to B. And even though it's not actually the thing, it's just the the mind that's able to handle, oh, if I play the bulls or if I listen to the bulls, I'll be present. And that can help because obviously you can't escape the egoic construct. You know, it's a part of the experience. But if you have something that's like, oh, um, like when I got into crystals, um, I noticed if I picked one up, it had like a little energy field and it was now it was in my energy field and I could feel it and I liked it and I used it because then my brain made the mark when I picked this up, this does that. But really it's just the whole thing that's doing that. Um, like it's me, the bulls and the people all together. And we're just using that as a tool. That's what I kind of like to think about the crystals, the sound bowls, everything. Absolutely. I would totally agree with that just from previous experience in terms of, of Tibetan singing bowls and sound therapy and things like that, that it really is your, your state of mind while you're doing it. And I have to wonder, because we're talking about vibration, we're talking about frequency, we're talking about all that, but that's constantly happening. Like our brain is constantly working uh, electrically and it's constantly forming a field of its own. And so we're always changing frequencies. So I have to wonder that if the bowls, the frequency of the bowls that you're using are being directly influenced by the frequency that you're embodying because it is all one thing. I would have to say yes. I don't think it could not be, you know, like th that's why like a lot of times I used to be a really logical person and now I, I really don't, I try not to think too much because I'm like, it doesn't even matter. It just like, it just is, you know, like I could make up a list of reasons as to why this is working. Like I love science. I love pinpointing down. I used to get really into epigenetics and quantum physics and those are all just great tools as well to understand but at the end of the day sometimes I feel like when you don't have to give yourself a reason or a logistical understanding it makes it so much easier because you're like it just is <laughs> like it just it's just happening because um, the more you think you just drift off and it can be helpful at times but at the end of the day it's good to just be like I don't care how this happened. It's happening. Like it's happening. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Absolutely. Once you're there, that, that's really the point is once you understand that, then that's a different thing entirely. But I think it can help to have these conversations for the point of people who don't necessarily understand that there is an alignment that you can experience, that there is in fact a deeper level of connection that you can become aware of that is already existent but it requires you to do that work. It requires you to recognize that maybe you're not in alignment maybe you are suffering through distortion and that that's another hit to the ego that that tears down those walls it gives us another chance to try and feel that uh, that connection again but if we're always telling ourselves like nope this is just the way things are that's a, that's it then we never question anything i was talking to a, a christian gentleman earlier today and they were saying like oh your perspective of jesus is just all wrong i'm like okay well what about it is wrong exactly well it's just not what what i know to be true it's like that's not an argument like that, that you're not actually doing anything except proving how fragile your belief actually is. If you don't have the faith to question yourself, 
then there's very little this conversation is going to do for you, right? And that's the point is that it's so easy to, or it's so important to recognize that we don't know, but we do know something's happening. And we do know that something tends to become more tangible when we're fully involved with it. And that the impact it has on other people changes as well. This is something I've noticed in martial arts. It's something I've noticed in, in public speaking. If I'm interested in what I'm saying, the crowd reacts totally different than if I'm thinking about whether they're interested in what I'm saying. It's an interesting phenomenon to witness. And it's, it's more interesting to play with because it becomes an act of, of self-practice. It becomes just getting out of your own way and watching what other people would call miracles become self-evident and, and frequent. I feel like um, it really is. It's interesting because Paige is talking about learning things and like, you know, it just makes me think of children. Children get this because they haven't had the time to build up anything that gets in the way of it. I love spending time with infants and children because there is not a more present human being <laughs> than a baby. They don't have labels for everything. They don't have good and bad. They don't have the words that make everything a little bit more confusing. And I think it's interesting, like, I would consider myself a pretty intelligent individual. I know a lot of things. I also know I don't know a lot more things, which I think is just a sign of intelligence as well. <laughs> but, but all of the knowledge that I have obtained isn't what got me to where I am now. It is letting go of all of the knowledge that I've obtained and just letting what is be, including myself. I love kids. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Absolutely. This is something Bruce Lee was saying later on in his life when he was teaching martial arts or when people would ask him, can you teach me the way that you learned? And he would say, no, because the way I learned, I had to let go. I had to slowly, bit by bit, kick it out the door to discover more about myself. And so he would always talk about no path as the path, no way as the way, just expressing yourself for who you are. Obviously, he was a big fan of Krishnamurti, which also played a, a role in, in what he was talking about. But it was always that. It's just allow yourself to be as vulnerable as possible in the moment, get out of your head, and you will act accordingly, according to who you've become already. That was his whole concept when it came to a fight. If you're thinking about your opponent, that's just a sign of your ego. That's a sign of your doubt. That's a sign of how cut off from the situation you actually are. Whereas if you weren't, you wouldn't be afraid. You would act accordingly and, and the situation would pass. It would, it's a hell of a philosophy for martial arts. Yeah, the, the whole idea of, of gaining more knowledge, I've completely shifted my perspective on. And I get a lot of questions from whether it be one-on-one -on -one clients or people on the internet, on social media, asking for things like book recommendations. And I've pretty much stopped giving book recommendations. My response when people ask is typically something along the lines of books are awesome. There's nothing wrong with reading books. They're, they're great. I'm not saying they're a bad thing whatsoever. But what I will say is that the process of unlearning everything you believe to be true will derive significantly more benefit for you than reading a hundred brand new books, all of those things that you're holding on to that you, you believe to be the truth about yourself, about other people, about reality, about you know what happens after we die, any of it. If you just started questioning those things, recognizing that none of your beliefs are ever the truth, 
They're simply concepts. They're simply false senses of certainty that you hold on to, that you hold on to, that create this self-defined prison for yourself. If you begin to question those, peel those back, let those walls down, that will derive significantly more benefit for yourself. But because we live in this very egotistical identity-based society, we don't see it that way. We don't see unlearning as beneficial at all. The same for the same reason that we don't see meditation beneficial at all, because there's no benefit, like egotistical benefit to it. You're not adding anything to yourself. You're, you're sort of like chipping away at that idea of yourself. If you sit there with your eyes closed, doing nothing for 20 minutes, like, well, what's that going to do for me? That's not going to get me ahead. That's not going to get me the new job. That's not going to get me the bigger house. That's not going to get me the, the better car. It's like, exactly. Why do you feel like you need those things? Because you have these beliefs about yourself, about the ways that you think you will become more and, and better and, and bigger in the eyes of society. So yeah, the whole idea of unlearning, I've been pushing more and more. And to the point that I, I've sometimes I'll give some recommendations if they're really pushing for something or if someone I think could, you know, drive some value from a certain type of book or something. But most of the time it's like, stop trying to add more, stop trying to stuff more shit in that brain of yours. Let go question, try and you know, not even try, but just when those things arise, it's not something you have to go out and try and do either. Those beliefs, those limiting beliefs, those ideas, those concepts are always coming up in every situation. So it's just as they do, just question them, know that they're not the truth and catch them when they come up. Be like, okay, I, I think this, but that's not the truth because that's just a thought. That's just a belief that I can hear or I'm aware of. So that process I found to be significantly more beneficial. And I utilize it all the time. I'm always questioning everything that comes up inside of my head about the things I believe to be true, because there's still shit that I hold on to. And, you know, questioning that is usually leads to some sort of insight in the long run. So it's, it's fun too. <laughs> yeah. I, I watch for the endpoints that my brain tries to create. It's like, you don't have to question this anymore. We know what's happening. I'm immediately suspicious because my brain's totally full of shit. Like it just wants to feel better. That's really all it's doing. And so every time my brain arrives on a concept, I go, Haha, I'll use that for now. But at some point you're going down because it, it really is a matter of not attaching to the concept because the concept might be useful based on the information you have right now. But if you rely on it later, you're disregarding all the information that happened between then and now. Right. So you always have to refresh your concepts. You always have to look at them anew because the concepts aren't the reality. The description is never the described. Right. And this is something that's super important. I mean, even especially when it comes to spirituality, because often, well, and this is something that I'm going to pass over to Paige quickly, because talking about chakras, talking about different vibrations, you can get to the point where you actually start to, to believe that scale as it's, as it's been laid out. Like, this is what this chakra is for. This is what this chakra is for. This is how it influences you. And this is everything else. And all of that is unfortunately still kind of ambiguous. It's still in the gray area. We don't know because it was only ever meant to be signposts towards a place to focus and maybe pull some insight out of, right? But then it becomes structured, just like astrology, just like everything else. And it becomes, uh, it becomes an exercise in lacking awareness rather than an exercise in refreshing awareness. So in terms of your, uh, in your modality and in, in working with other people, Paige, do you find that you have to explain that to some degree that, that 
this isn't a silver bullet. Like there is more to learn here. It's not like you can just address your solar plexus and, and totally disregard the rest of your life or totally disregard the insights that change you from day to day. Oh my God. Yeah. This is something that since I started my crystal business, which I just did for fun because I enjoyed them. But something I realized going into it is a lot of people are seeking an exact answer. Like, what does this one do? Oh my gosh. I would have people come to my house or comment on my stuff. Like, what does this do? What is this? What's good for this? I'm a Libra. What want, you know? And I was always just like, in my head, I'm like, what, what is it? What does it feel like to you? Like, I, I like when people come over and I'm just like, I put them in front of the rocks and I'm like, what one feels good? doesn't matter. This one's good for uh, being grounded or this one's good for like, I have little things that I like to, I keep it super simple. Like there's stones that I think ground me, center me or elevate me. That's it. And that's the farthest I go because if I go any deeper, it gets too complex and it loses its purpose because things are meant to be simple. That's how you can explore and learn what they do for you. So my method is always, what does it feel like? Like if you feel like it feels good, try it out, hold it, mess, play with it. I like, just like Sonny was saying, I try to maintain that kid mindset of like playing. Everyone's trying to like, um, chase something. And I'm so guilty of this myself. There's been so many times in my life where I'm just like, I need more money. I need more of this. I need more of that. Like chill out page You're 21. And it's just crazy to me because if we were to just wind it back a little bit and just play, like not do things because you want something, but to, if you can take a step back and like realize, well, I'm like this awareness, that's everything. Instead of like trying to manifest something specific or do all that you're just going to be exploring and playing with life and if something bad comes up it comes up and you're playing with it if something good comes up and you're able to wind up somewhere where maybe it is something you wanted you're like great but either one is like equal in how much it gives you and if you can stay in that like playful state like a kid would you can have so much fun like even if shit doesn't go the way you think but the way you think is usually something that isn't really gonna help you so yeah I don't know I try to keep it simple always simple 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 I totally hear that also I um for a very brief moment was running a Reiki business um which lasted like a week because <laughs> I was like you know what like I feel very wrong asking for money to do this and I can't invest all of my time in something that doesn't make me money in a capitalistic society in which I need to make money in order to live slash survive. Um, so that died pretty quickly, but um, something that you said that sort of like triggered a memory is just like you, when you're doing spiritual stuff, right? When you're, like you said, people are looking for answers to their questions. And first of all, we don't have them. You do. Um, stop asking me. Look in the mirror. Um, but really, it's hard. And I find this also with creating content. It's hard to explain something that is inexplicable. You know what I mean? It's hard to. You all know what I mean. All of you nodding. I love that. Um it's hard to describe something that the mind can't comprehend. It's just something that you understand 
within beyond the mind because people latch onto every word that you're going to say. The second you say this is grounding, this is what this is. Couldn't be anything else, even if it's a very elevating vibe for them. And, and people are searching for the answer as if there is a universal answer. There isn't a universal anything. All of us are having these experiences that are colored by our experiences. And the only people that can really know what's going to be best for us is us if we listen to what feels good. Like you said, I just started doing this because I like it. That's the only reason you should do anything. Because you enjoy it, because it brings you joy, the joy of being, right? And like, you get to this point where it's just like, ah, I just want, I just want to be, you know, we can think about it. We can talk about it. And, and, you know, I agree with you, Andrew, about like recommending books is a slippery slope, you know, because you never know what people are going to latch onto. And all of a sudden they're so focused on reading the right books. That'll get them the answers that instead of actually they're reading about it, instead of being about it. Right. They just latch onto this other thing that, you know, and it's so funny that you said that because I literally made a video that I was going to post to TikTok that was a book recommendation. So funny. Um, but it like isn't it isn't a book recommendation. I low key bash it a little bit because um, who am I if not honest? Why we love you. I'm, thanks. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and why I love to be here. But um I, I feel like, because I've been reading The Power of Now right now, and I think it's going to be the last book in this genre that I read, because I don't need to read about it anymore. At this point, it's just further sort of like uh, solidifying what I already know to be true. And it's just nice, you know, to get someone else's perspective. It's kind of nice. And I was going to say that, like, for people that don't have this outlet, for people that don't have people that they can talk to, reading is kind of like talking to a buddy sometimes, you know? And like, I think the important part about reading books like that is don't just take it all as truth. Question what you're reading too. What resonates? What doesn't? What just like, even in the power of now, he multiple times is like, he puts this little like symbol where he wants you to like, stop and like, think about it. And I'm like, I'll stop when I feel like stopping Eckhart. First of all, <laughs> second of all, like it's true. You will naturally stop after you've read something that hits you. It's the same thing as this podcast. Something that we say will hit you and you feel that and it sinks in and you go, ah, right. These aha moments. And the more aha moments you have, the more you become your own aha moment. You're having your own insights and it makes sense without the book. But I feel like it's important to honor that step. It's important to honor that sometimes you need someone else's perspective because yours is muddy. Absolutely. I, I will admit that I went through the same process. It's not that I don't enjoy books because, because I do, but there was a, a clear point where I went from learning that the words I were reading were about me to re understanding that the words I were reading were by me that they were always by me, that it's every incarnation of me that's expressing the same goddamn thing, but it always comes through the personal distortion. That's the point. And when you're reading the book, you're like, ah, where's that distortion? 
because everybody's going to have it. Everybody has that identity that they cling to to some degree. It's very rare you're ever going to have a book that is free of identity, though I'll admit that Hawkins did try with um, subjectivity versus reality. The entire book is written to be just what is, and there's very little about his opinion or his perspectives in the book. And as a result, the book is amazing. It's really quite good, but it's very, very difficult to accomplish that in a book. So if you recognize that, you're just watching for the little bit of ego that's twisting the message and otherwise recognizing the pure you that was behind that ego trying to communicate. And so you're always pulling more and more and more out of it because it's, it couldn't be more personal. Right? But it is really about keeping it simple. And I wanted to mention quickly, by far my favorite practice, I guess it is, um, is Zen. I love everything about Zen because there's nowhere to go with Zen. There's no conversation to have with Zen. If, if you want to talk to them about becoming enlightened, they're just going to look at you like something's growing out of your forehead. They'll have no idea what you're talking about because to them, there is no enlightenment. That's a concept. That's a plaything. It's another way for you to feel better and measure yourself against everyone else. They're just going to look at you and go, oh yeah, and go for a walk because they don't, they don't entertain, entertain the concept that we have anything to learn. We are learning. We are the process of learning or remembering, or however you'd like to say, because it's all just words for the experience of being whole and, and, and united all the time. We're just process. As we said at the beginning of this episode, we all have different perspectives of one another, but we are ultimately the same thing, processing what we already know. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's funny, uh, Sonny, you bring up Eckhart, because I read The Power of Now, I think maybe like four times when I first started getting into any spiritual related things it was like the sort of book that got me into all all the things having to do with this but it was super conceptual for me up until a year ago and i read that book like five years ago i think i read it like three times because the first time i didn't know even have any idea what he was talking about i was like the present moment like what even is that i've never experienced it like i literally lived my entire life in the past and the future and so i didn't even i couldn't even wrap my head around it the first maybe two times that i read it and then it started to it's like okay yeah the, the present moment is the only thing i've ever experienced but there was still a ton of division between myself and reality and the other thing uh, you brought up i wanted to get back to was the ineffable how it's such a difficult thing to explain in words because words are always dualistic. Language is always dualistic. It's borderline impossible. And it's funny that we all, you know, create content and talk about this stuff and how often there's like two types of responses that I'll get. There's the side that they're like, well, I guess there's a bunch of different types. There's not just two categories. There's the side that's like, I don't understand what you're saying. This is confusing. There's a side that's like, oh, this is great. Thanks for this. And then there's a side that's like, you're missing it. Like you're using, you know, these words that aren't actually it. And you're, you're still expressing duality and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, motherfucker. Cause you can't express non-duality. You can't say what it is because reality non-duality isn't words. So you can't ever say it. So, you know, I'm doing my best out here, but yeah, if you want to have an actual conversation, that's why I really enjoy that dualistic unity is a thing that exists because we can talk about this stuff in longer form. Whereas, you know, you can't always get it. You know, if you have a, you know, cute, quick little video on Instagram or TikTok, it's like, it's not going to be to the extent. And if it is to the extent, there's going to be, I think, very few people who resonate with it because it is so 
deep. It can be so deep at times that I enjoy building bridges at different levels for different people. And that's something that I think I've even just recently kind of realized that I was getting away from. I was almost pushing too far to be like, careful of this, careful of that, careful of this, careful of that. And I, I was with um, some people close to me recently talking about, you know, some of this stuff and just like dealing with social anxiety and different things. And, and I had to catch myself almost going too far into like letting go of identity and like, you're not actually who you think you are. And it's like, there was a massive process over the span of probably like five years for me to go from like, first realize that, oh, my thoughts are not, you know, my voice. It's not what I actually am to like, oh, Andrew isn't even what I am. And there was a long period of time in between that and a lot of steps I went through and stuff I got caught up with, but they were all sort of part of the process. It doesn't mean that they were entirely necessary every single step, but it's oftentimes difficult to go from completely unaware of, you know, any of this stuff to fully aware in like the snap of the finger in one conversation in span of even a couple of weeks. It's not to say that it doesn't happen. It happens here and there, but for most people, I think I'm just realizing that literally like within the last couple of days that like there are times in conversation where I can be a little bit, I don't want to say like almost like a little bit purposefully caught up in an illusion to a degree to get a message across that's not like fully crystal clear, but also can be a step. It's like, you know, building a bridge on like this, this level instead of this level immediately so that they can like, you know, work their way up, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, expressing the ineffable fucking tough, but it's fun. It's probably my favorite thing to do is figuring it out and then seeing all the people that I trigger on both sides and, and, you know, getting, going back and forth with them or having, you know, Ray on our dualistic unity Instagram account going back and forth and watching the conversations is always a lot of fun too. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's interesting because I just want to share a Zen story quickly because there really is this realization you come to where if somebody's not in a state of mind to get it, they're not going to. That's as simple as it gets. They're just not going to until that state of mind changes. In, in Wing Chun, when I was learning Kung Fu, there's a great story that was shared with me that a student went to his master and said, how long will it take me to become a master? And the master said, 10 years. And then the student's like, what if I work twice as hard, work twice as long, 20 years? And it was because you're not in the state of mind to pull the most out of it. You're rushing. You're trying to get to an end point. You're trying to get to this end result. You haven't achieved any state of clarity. And that's the point, right? And this is what Zen is always trying to focus on. One of my favorite Zen stories is of this advanced student who had gone to numerous different masters trying to understand enlightenment, trying to get out of his own way and not understanding that each and every time he was just adding to how much he thought he understood, adding to his own ego. And so he finally goes to this renowned master and the master's just sitting on his step quietly writing something down. And he's like, you know, I've, I've studied for, for over a decade. I get all of the scrolls. I understand all the writings. I just can't find peace. I cannot understand what the point of this is. The master doesn't say a word, just slowly turns around and writes out a piece of paper, attention. The student looks at it. The hell is that supposed to mean? I don't get anything out of that. No, I'm supposed to just take that in? Like, that's not teaching me anything. The master writes again, attention. And the guy storms away and gets upset. But that was the point. That's all he needed. Had he just sat there 
and dwelled upon attention and allowed himself to process everything that that meant, he would have found numerous insights for the rest of his life. It had nothing to do with finding that next tool, nothing to do with finding that next scroll or that next teacher. It had to do with settling in and taking responsibility. And responsibility is something people don't like taking ever for anything. I was talking to my friend and she was talking about this situation that she was in with these people. Romantic, of course. We're girls after all. Um, <laughs> that's not okay. Before everyone comes at me, it's not a girl thing. Everyone does it. Um, <laughs> I don't even consider myself a girl most days. So, <laughs> um, but she was talking about it and all this stuff. And she like ended this story. And I was like, all right. So do you know at what point in time they weren't doing it to you and you were doing it to yourself? She was Take like, no oh, <laughs> I was like, listen, but she knows like she knows that she's if she's going to talk to me about something, I'm going to tell her what I see. Right. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> maybe blunt. I don't know. I don't think it's mean. I think it's true, because from my perspective, if you don't see where you're doing it to yourself now, you're going to do it to yourself again. If you don't assume that responsibility and go, oh, I put myself here, then you're going to keep putting yourself there until you go, oh, I'm putting myself here. Only I can get me out of this. If you don't like a situation, you can either change it, you can leave it, or you can accept it. Everything else is bullshit. Everything else is bullshit. I love that because it starts off like I put myself here, like, like, like very aggressive, right? Or like, I didn't put myself here. And then it goes, I put myself here. And then it's like, I put myself here because then you realize if I put myself here, I can put myself anywhere. Like, it's like this game of like, you get so defensive. Like even Ray, I was listening. I don't know what podcast it was, but you said something about um, I got triggered and I'm so grateful um, because, oh, grateful. This is, ties into gratitude. So that's funny. Um, you said, if you're going to acknowledge the identity, you have to acknowledge all aspects of it, it includes gratitude, joy, whatever, because those are all still perceived through the construct of the ego. And when I heard that, I was like, gratitude? Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like something that like, I, you know, I talk about a lot or whatever. And then I was like, gratitude. And and then I realized the only reason I got triggered by that was because I defined what you said as something that is like bad, like that you were saying that's bad, that it's a part of the construct or the identity. And then I realized it doesn't matter. It's just all a part of something. When we label something as good or bad, that's when shit gets hard. Like it's always there. Like things can just be. And that's why I'm honestly grateful when I get triggered because I always learn something else if you can again like claim that responsibility and like ask yourself why did I if you actually want to learn something from it that's why I can't even get mad anymore when I get mad because I'm like there's something here and if everything were just all love and light you wouldn't learn shit like I heard the other day about like the yin yang symbol um 
the light is pushing into the dark. I don't know why I never thought of that. I've looked at it so many times. I thought it was still. No, the light is pushing into the dark and then the dark pushes you into the light. And it's just, that's the cycle. It, it never ends. That's how you learn. If you just stay in the light, you're, you're just going to stay. But if you like get to a point where you get pushed again and then darkness, it's like the rubber band effect. It flings you back into the light and so on, so on. <laughs> yeah, and the light always exists within the darkness as well as opposed to the darkness and, and vice versa. They always exist in balance all the time. And it's such an interesting symbol for that reason, because sometimes it does feel like it's out, out of balance. Like right now, when we look at the world, we can see egotism running rampant. We can see division and all the consequence that it causes. And that's that dark side that, that all of a sudden it's like super full and the, and the, the light side is just a thin sliver. But that is what comes before the changing of the balance. That's where all of a sudden the light side becomes the big ball and the dark side becomes the sliver. So it's so difficult to try and look for balance in any one moment because reality is balance unfolding through what we experience as time, right? So it, this is why I don't really get bent out of shape anymore when things feel unbalanced. It's more or less just, right, wait for the teeter-totter to, to go the other way, because you know it will. This is why every dictatorship ends up becoming a revolution eventually. But then that revolution, a couple generations down the road, if they don't learn from what created the dictatorship, becomes another dictatorship. Um, I've been playing with this I don't know. You could call it a motto. You could call it a mantra. You could call it a statement. Um, but the the idea that everything is perfect. Period. Everything is perfect. Even that shit you think is fucked up. Especially that shit you think is fucked Especially up. Especially that shit you think is fucked up. Because I was talking about this with my friend too. Every single time I have been just convinced that my whole world was ending everything was shit nothing would ever be okay again the best the best things came from it eventually because you get through it and then you're like oh my god this was on the other side the whole time i would have run i would have run <laughs> if i had known it's like I got fired from a job, which that was bogus, but whatever. I got fired from this job for accepting a personal tip. And like, while I was literally bogus, anyway, anyway, um, they wanted me to be an example and no one, you know, made that mistake. So whatever. I'm nothing if not a scapegoat. Goat. Um, I was feeling all these feelings because I had never been fired before. And, you know, ADHD, rejection, sensitivity. I was like feeling my feelings big time, but I'm also very stoic. So I was feeling them, but no one else knew about it um, until I was out of there. <laughs> but um, so I'm just feeling all these feelings. I'm like freaking out. I'm feeling like a failure. I feel like I've done all these things wrong. And in all that inner tumultuous, like, whatever energy like I, just like sitting on top of it all was me going I haven't done anything wrong I didn't make a mistake I didn't do anything that my coworkers aren't doing I'm not sliding anybody that money was rightfully mine I didn't do anything wrong you're using me as a scapegoat okay fine use me 
if that's what you're going to do, then this needs to happen. I don't know why yet, but if this is happening right now, and even with all the feelings I'm feeling, I feel I have this like peace knowing that for some reason I need this to happen. Fuck it. I walked out of that place, got my shit and I left. I still go back there sometimes to shop around, you know, like I, it's so like, because it got me to here and this job found me this woman that I'm like crazy about, you know, like who knows where that'll go. Maybe it'll take me a month into the future. Maybe it'll take me years in the future. Maybe it will take me a week. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But the now of it all is perfect. Oh yeah. I feel batshit. When things are so messed up and I'm like, everything's perfect. People are like, uh, what? <laughs> Sunny, no. <laughs> that reminds me of, I have such a similar quick story of how I'm kind of like that one in the family that everyone's like, Thank you. like, I'm not, I have been toxic positive in the past, but now I'm like all aspects and I kind of just go with the flow. Um, and I went to Cancun this past um, spring break with my family and we got to Cancun and all the luggage is coming out and whatever, everyone gets their luggage and they're like, Paige, you're going to be the last. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And um, <laughs> then all of a sudden, the <laughs> Sunny, the thing stops and um, there's no, there's no more luggage. You're like, Oh, it's done. And like, I didn't have my thing and everyone, and I have a big family and everyone's freaking out. And they're like, where the hell is your luggage? My dad loves to get pissed, whatever. And I'm just sitting there like, I mean, like, it's okay. Like what, realistically, what am I going to do about this right now? Like, yes, this is chaotic. Yes. Will it kind of suck if I don't have my stuff for sure. But if this is going to happen either way, then let it be, I guess. I'd rather not be pissed off right now. I just got to Cancun. And all of a sudden, what pops out? <laughs> My fucking bag. It was so funny. And the whole time I was like, fine. I was just like happy to be there, you know? And it's just funny because I think stuff like that too can ease people up to be like, all right, I do still have a choice. Even if there's shit going on, I have this choice, regardless if I make it, you know, that's fine. I, there is a choice to like, choose to just chill out and let it be, you know? And uh, regardless, if I even did get my luggage that day, I probably would have stayed in the same state, even if I was a little like, damn, wish I had my dress or something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's, I love that. This is like one of my favorite topics to talk about is the letting go of good and bad. What we think in the moment, I think this is going to be best for me. I think this is going to be worse for me. No one fucking knows. And that's where all of our fear and anxiety comes from is thinking that we know what the worst case outcome is. We go into a situation. We're like, oh gosh, if this happens, it's going to be the worst thing ever. It's like, so I'm afraid that's going to happen. It's like, what if you didn't know whether that was the worst thing? And what if you didn't know the best thing you thought was the best thing? What if that ended up being the worst thing? And, and the thing you think is worse ends up being best. Like, you actually don't. And there's so many situations, so many examples, and there's so much peace in, in being able to let go of that, whether it's a situation coming up or a feeling that you're feeling right now. Even the phrase, this used to like get me through a lot, this too shall pass. But I don't tell myself that much, that phrase that often anymore. And I think this is one of those things that 
I, I would never say like, you know, don't do like, it's a super beneficial phrase, but there's been a part of me that has been letting go of that even because even the label of this being something that I want to pass is to a degree keeping it there because I want this thing that I want to pass to be different than it is right now. I think it's objectively bad what I'm going through right now, but how many situations have I been through where I think it's terrible leads to something great, which leads to something terrible, leads to something great, leads to something terrible. And it's like, so who's to say the terrible thing is actually terrible if it was entirely necessary for the great thing to happen? And who's to say that contrast in my life isn't entirely necessary to recognize the great, the enjoyable experiences when they happen. Because if everything was super enjoyable, it was like uh, our guest Farah in our last episode talked about uh, a picture. If everything was super bright in the picture, you wouldn't be able to see any picture. It would be all white. You need the contrast to be able to see the beauty of reality. And so there's so many stories I have of that. Like the week that I you know, woke up last year, the week before was an awful week for me. I was going through all sorts of intrusive thoughts, self-doubt, fear, worry, all the shit. I was trying to cling to every identity-based practice that I could. Nothing was working. And that, that phrase, this too shall pass, kept me going through that week because I was like, I don't know what's at the end of this, but this week sucks so much fucking ass that I know something decent is going to be coming out of this. And it was the most powerful recognition that I've ever had. And, and there's been so many situations, you know, like anything in my past leading to me being where I'm at now, like it was all entirely perfectly necessary. So as you're able to recognize those things, you don't put so much weight on the present and your opinion of how the present is going and the situation that you're in and the way that you're feeling. It's like, hold on. I don't know. I never know. Everything's uncertain. Everything beyond right now is totally uncertain. Even my opinion of the situation. It's totally subjective. I don't actually know where this is going to go. And I never do. And that's okay. There's so much beauty and, and peace in that in relaxing into that. It's like, all right. So well, your mind's like, all right, well then what do we worry about? It's like, Oh, that's the thing. We don't really have that much to worry about when we more clearly recognize these things. And so, yeah, I, I love this conversation, but there's so many examples of it and it's so powerful to be able to recognize that you don't know and you never know, and that's okay. I like something that you brought up there and it goes back to what Sonny was saying earlier in regards to reading and getting to that point where you're like, yeah, I think I'm good now. Um, it's the same with this too shall pass or, or something I said to you, Andrew, early on in, in the series was there will come a point where you will actually have to let go of letting go because that becomes a concept too. And with this too shall pass, that's helpful so long as you're still unaware of the fact that it's always passing, that that is reality. That's the only thing that could happen. Nothing is, is sedentary. Nothing is immovable. Everything is eventually going to be temporary. And so once you get that, there's nothing to remind yourself anymore because you're not trying to balance out that perspective of time that you used to find so real, right? And so you stop telling yourself this too shall pass because that's fucking obvious. Of course, it's going to pass. Everything else has, right? But when you are locked in the idea that, you know, things sometimes stay the same, right? Or things sometimes don't change for years, not recognizing it's you that's not changing, right? Then you keep resorting to those, those triggers or you keep resorting to those mantras or you keep resorting to those sayings. And this is why in one of our groups recently, we were talking to one of our new Patreon members and he found dualistic unity. He's like, I have finally found my home as it were. 
And my immediate response was, if you meet the Buddha in the road, kill it. Like, we are not going to make you happy. Nothing about this group or this conversation or any of this is ever going to be the thing that's going to make you feel better. It's always going to be you and what you do with it. But if you lean on us, then we will immediately start to not live up to your expectations. You will eventually start to resent us. And then you will make it that we were fooling you to begin with, that none of it had any reality whatsoever. And it's just because you didn't want to take that leap. You didn't want to just stand on your own. And there's nothing we can do in that case. We, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can say. All we can do is it's like you and I have said before, um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink but you can look at it right in the face and go, this water's awesome. And that might inspire it to have a drink, right? But it's about getting to that water ourselves. It's about appreciating the water ourselves. It's not putting on the act about how good the water is because that doesn't go across very well. We know they won't buy that because it's not sincere. So we actually have no choice but to learn to appreciate the water and let them go entirely. That's why I love the statement. And I don't even really have to say it anymore. It's like a feeling. And I feel like that's what kind of this stuff comes down to. Like I made a video about this a few weeks ago. You can say in your head, you know, um, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. And this is what people get tripped up on. I've gotten tripped up on this too. <laughs> what the words are supposed to reflect if you're open to it is the feeling and the embodiment of it now. So if you're saying I'm happy while feeling like shit, nothing's going to happen. The only thing you could really do is to open yourself up into the present to feel what would it feel like to feel happy and not have any expectations for it. But that's what we get tripped up on. Words are words. They don't have emotion behind them. You have to add the emotion. So you don't even really need the words. But something that I um, used to say, and I still do say is, it is what it is. It's the most neutral statement, because even if nothing's going wrong, it is what it is like there's nothing else so every time like if i'm stressing about school or work or whatever it is i'm like it, it just is it's what it is that's it there's no um like keep going behind it or like this sucks it's just right here that's it what do you get <laughs> come on like there's nothing else or like if i do feel like shit it is what it is like let yourself feel like shit the only time that becomes a problem is if you're thinking about this is bad like, you know, there's been days, like I used to avoid that at all costs. If I like wasn't happy, smiley page, I was like, don't look at me or whatever. And then like, I got to this point where I'm like, honestly, it feels good to have some days once in a while where I just feel like shit and I just go through it because then I also heard, which I always hear things when I need to, as we always do. Um, your greatest insights come on your lowest days. Like name a time. The girl was like, name a time that you've had this amazing insight in this high vibrational state. Yes, you have a lot going on in those states, but the biggest ones always come when you're at the fucking bottom. Always. There's never like, and I just, my mind exploded. It was like, just don't yeah. that. They're the most meaningful for sure. I, a friend of mine once said to me once, and it made me kind of sit back and, and think about it that, uh, I'm not happy unless I'm terrified because then I'm learning. And it really made me think, it's like, that makes a lot of sense actually, because you're paying attention. You're at your most uncomfortable. So of course you're trying to take in as much as you can to try and process it. So it makes total and utter sense, but we avoid those feelings and thus we avoid all the lessons that lie beyond them. I find one of the most useful tools with being unhappy when I have a client who's like, you know, I feel depressed. How do I stop that? I just feel depressed. What can you do while you're depressed? 
What can you do about it? Aside from bitch about it, right? Is there something you can do while you're depressed? Just, just sink into it. Immediately, it turns the depression into something else because you're not trying to escape it. You're not judging it. You're not putting it into a concept. Thus, you're not entering into the box yourself. You're doing something with it, which changes it into something else. It's always so funny, but we get caught in those, those superficial concepts of good and bad. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. You know, this is why my default response when I am having a quote unquote bad day and somebody asks, how are you doing? My response is I'm doing. Everything else is an irrelevant opinion. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to value happiness so much, you should probably value despair just as much because you can't have one without the other. They are this, they're the same coin, two different sides, baby love. <laughs> it's like we, we put so much value on success and happiness and love and connection and all these things. And don't get me wrong. Those things are great. I'm not, no one's bashing on those things, but I love the sadness. I love sitting in it because it is so human. It is such a human experience to be devastated. It is a human experience to feel grief and guilt and shame and these things. And it's also human to let them go, you know, like it's kind of beautiful because if you don't feel the fullness of that emotion, you can't feel the fullness of its opposite because you're rejecting part of it, right? You're, it's just like the things that the thing we've talked about it today already, the things that we don't accept about ourselves. Like my name is literally sunny. If I'm not in a good mood, do you even understand the number? You're not very sunny today. I'm like, bitch, I'm about to be a solar storm. I'm about to blow up and kill all of you. Like, don't. <laughs> like I am a fiery gaseous ball in the sky like what do you mean <laughs> what does that mean to be sunny if you let other people be you can let yourself be and if you can't do one you can't do the other that's so yeah. true I, I want to mention quickly that so we're all at the other end of this egotistical journey as it were at least now we have a rhyme and a reason there's something happening there is actually a path other than just, oh shit, that feels terrible. Oh, that feels kind of nice. Like there is more than just that to life. And it's so interesting because we get that, but I'm a parent. My daughter is 15. And I've been talking to my daughter about identity and not taking it super seriously since she was like two. Like it's always been a part of, of her conversation, but there was a point where I eased off and let her get immersed in her ego because that's how we learn from all that. But every once in a while, when she's not immersed in it, she has a moment of clarity and she will come and talk to me and we'll have a conversation very much like this. And it's so interesting when those moments happen because there's nothing you can force about that. You're really just waiting for, for the time lock to click into place. And all of a sudden it's like, bam, here's an opening. You can talk in clarity. So we were talking just the other day and she was mentioning that often when she hangs out with some of her friends at, at a, a local community group, because they're in school because they're trying to be cool. They're trying to be like the older kids. They're sneaking off and they're vaping. They're doing all that. And my daughter has no interest in doing any of that. She's never had any interest in trying to be cool or be adult or any of that. She just wants to be herself. And so they will leave her out and they will make it fucking obvious that they are leaving her out because, you know, you, you wouldn't like this and blah, blah, blah. And so it would hurt her feelings. And so in response to having her feelings hurt, she would judge them 
harshly and vilify them in her head. And I pointed out to her one day that you're going to keep it, you're going to get keep getting lost in that teeter totter until you come to terms with the fact that it really has nothing to do with you. Right. And she talked to me the other day and she's like, well, I don't understand when I feel bad like that. How can I feel better if not through judging them? And I mentioned that you can recognize the path that you're on, the path that they don't even see, that there is more to this than feeling better or running from your pain, that there is a path to clarity and maturity and freedom and expressing yourself from a state of fulfillment. There is a path to that. So if you're going to feel good about anything, recognize that you're on that path, recognize that you at least see that path and that judging them only takes you farther from it. And she took it in. For how long, I don't know, but she had that moment of clarity and it will, it will affect the rest of her life. But it, it was so shocking to me to have that expressed so very clearly. I feel hurt. How do I make that go away? So early in her life. Whereas for me, it was just pain. It was just like, this is life. It's either pain or I'm running towards pleasure and trying to fit in. This is what my life is. I didn't get this for another five, six, seven years after where she is right now. So it's really encouraging for me, especially not just talking to my daughter, but even just being in this room, because I know it may not seem like it because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty lively as a person, but I'm much older than everybody in this room. And you're all getting it far better than I ever did at your age. You're all picking this up so fast and you're embodying it so quickly it inspires me. It really does. But it is recognizing that there is more to life than pleasure and pain. Yeah. It's, it's interesting you bring that up because that's actually something that's helped me a lot too with all of this and with sort of balancing these insights and recognizing the truth of what I am with, you know, like growing on social media and all of that shit and having people in my ear telling me to do certain things like oh dude you can do so much with this like you do this brand deal and like this person made this much from this brand deal and they don't have as many followers as you and like all this shit and it helps me to keep in mind the same thing that you told celeste that there's more to this there's more there's more than just making more money and just and and oftentimes striving for those things become weights and so there's a part of me, it's like, you know, always finding that fucking balance of like knowing there's consequences to having something or recognizing the potential consequences and not, not allowing myself to experience them. Like that is one of the toughest things for me to, to do is like, I see things pretty, pretty clearly, but then it's almost sometimes I overassume that like, oh, there's a consequence here, so I shouldn't do it. And it's, it's like, I have to. Not that I have to, but I, I getting to a point of recognizing that it's okay to experience them and learn from them and push to that. And if it's like, if it's something I want to do inside and like maybe make more money or do whatever, and like, let's go, let's go down that path. Let's see what's there, learn it, come back with what I've learned and then shift and pivot. As long as the awareness is always there, there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to worry about, to getting too caught up and all those things. But at the same time, recognizing too that, you know, all of those things that our whole society is striving for, money, the fame, the riches, the fortunes, whatever, isn't necessarily my peak. 
It's not to say that there aren't aspects of that that can help me, you know, get to a place of freedom. Like it would be dope to not have to work my nine to five job. Like Ray and I talk about that all the time and we're maybe kind of close to that, but um, getting to that point would be dope. But like in this society, we need some money. We were, I'm not going to be, I wouldn't be able to live in this apartment without having some sort of job to some degree. So it's like always, and I just mentioned like, you know, four different aspects of things that are always going on in my head, from like balancing different things and allowing myself to, to go to the ends that, that people are, you know, some people push me towards and like not resisting that too much. If I, if I feel a desire to do it, and if there's a part of me that wants to, you know, exchange energy, you know, have like give a offering for a certain amount of money, like being okay with having people pay me for shit. Like that's something in itself that I had a tough time getting through, you know, maybe like a year ago or so, but yeah, it's always like finding that balance. And I know so many people deal with these back and forths. And I think even just, and I'm not just talking about myself, I'm talking about anyone, like having the clarity of recognizing all of these things that they are all out there and there are all parts of it is kind of enough, like having the awareness of all of them and then not being afraid to experience consequences at the same time will eventually like you'll inevitably find your path. And like we talked about in a recent episode, sometimes pushing yourself to a place that, you know, there might be some consequences can accelerate that growth into, you know, letting go of more and, and getting into something else that, you know, maybe is the best case scenario for you pushing to something that may not long-term be the best case. So it's just, I don't know, it's, it's fun to do it going back and forth, finding the balance, getting caught up in bullshit, letting it go. It's all process. I think it's also important to like, I ask myself a lot because I've been so, I, I'm someone who's always tried to like, find a way to make money. Like that's just like who I kind of used to be. Like I, in high school, I um, got into bodybuilding, did a competition, made a program, was like, come here. Like I've had so many different characters that I've played and I was like, oh, maybe this will be the way. And then um, high school or college comes around. I start the crystal business and it wasn't about that in the original, but every time I've done something, I've gotten swept into the identity of it which I'm honestly happy about because then it brings me back to why I started it in the first place. Um, started like a house cleaning business, which I still do and I love. And that was like, oh, should I raise my prices? It's always this, this battle that when you genuinely sit down and you ask yourself, what is it that I actually want? Like, is it that I actually want to be rich or is it that I want to be free um, and have connections? Because I had to ask myself like, why do you want to have more time? Why do you want to have this um, if you didn't have like this job or school or whatever? And it was, I want to be able to just connect with people, share what I can um, and have a sense of freedom. And I think anything, if we start focusing on the feeling of what those feel like now, like within all of that, then regardless of if it happens or not, like being okay with every possibility is something else I speak about. Like literally being okay if I make money. If I don't, if I am in the middle, if I'm there, like all of them and also just embodying. Cause I mean, we already are money. Like <laughs> we forget we're everything. So like that includes the paper thing. Like that's also a, a reflection of that. So like acknowledging that and becoming aware of that and being like, damn, I'm really all of it. So I can actually feel that now. What? And then it can just, if it wants to, once you let it go, 
it can come in in usually ways that you cannot expect. Um, someone I love listening to, Joe Dispenza, he always says, if you can predict how you feel or what is going to happen, you're still in the known. If you can predict any way that money's going to come in or that feeling or whatever that is, you're still in the known, you're still in the security. But if you let it go, it'll always come to you in a way that you would never expect that usually resonates with you the most. And I just, that is what brings me a peace of mind with that now. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to say that it's so important to recognize how long that process takes. Like I've been doing this for about 20 years. I've probably started 20 or 30 different projects over that time that had something to do with getting this out there, helping people, you know, uh, offering a modality, whether it be coaching or, or Reiki or, or uh, teaching Kung Fu or anything like that. I've created social networks. I've created websites. I've created coaching programs. I've done all of this over the, over the last 20 years and then abandoned it, ditched it and did something else. And each and every time there's this part of you that's like, that was a waste of time until you look back later on and you realize, oh, wow, I'm actually still using those skills. And I'm actually still using the insights I learned about myself through doing that, because that was what I learned through all of that hardship was that everything, my, everything that I was going through in my head that was telling me I wasn't good enough, wasn't smart enough, couldn't succeed and blah, blah, blah. That was, that was the work. It had nothing to do with the projects. It was the work of going through that shit in my head and disregarding it just so I could continue to do more and more things. And here I am 20 years later, we have the podcast, it's growing. We do it for the sake of doing it. We do it for this conversation, which I would have never been able to do had I not through, went through all of those projects and been disappointed by the lack of money that came out of them. Because it was in accepting that the money wasn't important, that I was able to put the time into dualistic unity. And it was accepting that I love this conversation. It's the whole point to doing it that inspires me to spend the extra time editing the videos, making the website, doing the graphics, stuff like that, because I love it. But all of those skills came from all of the quote unquote failures of my past. So it just continues to grow over time. We have no idea where we are going, but we do know that each step can increase the quality of the next step if we just learn from it. Yeah, nothing, no time is wasted. There's no such thing as a waste of time because you will learn something or you will, you know, it will get you to the next now. And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. Like I've talked to you guys, I want to be an actor and fame and fortune is something that can happen to actors. Um, and I have this sinking feeling it's going to happen to me because I don't want it to. <laughs> I want to be able to leave my house. <laughs> um, but I have, I've, I'm, I'm obviously not at a point that I would like to be at in my career because I'm not acting for a living exclusively, which is the goal just because who doesn't want to do stuff that they love for a living? Come on. It's like literally everyone's goal. Um, but I've, anytime I get on this, like I should be further, I should be booking these roles. Like, why am I not where I want to be yet? I remember to appreciate where I am now because I'll never be here again. Appreciate this point in the journey because I'm not going to get it back. Because once I'm at a different point, whether that means I choose a different career path or I go down this one and it becomes this thing that I'm so scared of, 
if when because no matter what happens i'm not gonna I'm not gonna get to be here. I'm not gonna get to be working in this place, in this house. I'm moving soon. Appreciating every moment in this place, even though I'm very excited to move. I'm very happy for this change. As Ray has said, and it rings over and over in my mind, change is cumulative. So I don't know where this change is gonna take me, but I know that it's gonna take me somewhere that's not here. And when I get there, I'll know. <laughs> And you'll still be you, being the here be and now. Me. Exactly. And it's all going to be okay. Yeah. yeah, the last last couple of weeks, I've heard a few videos talking about the journey and letting go of the destination. And it's it's like something, I don't know, I feel like everyone always needs to hear that to some degree because we all get so caught up in getting to the end or where we're going or where we want to get. And like, there were so many, like there was probably, I don't know, four or five videos that I came across of people who had, you know, accomplished a lot of things, gotten to sort of where they always wanted to get to. And they were talking about how they miss the journey. They really miss it. Like as much as they were always striving to get there and how everyone looks at them now and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm seemingly, you know, successful now. It's like, I miss the times where I wasn't even close to this, where I was struggling, where I was going through shit, like grinding starting the business and, and not having anything to say for it and, and just going through the shit, but, but appreciating it because it was something I really enjoyed. And I was like, fuck, that is, it's just like always such a good reminder, not that you have to hear it every single day, but like, you know, every couple of months, just getting reminded. Cause we all get so caught up in that myself, very much included of like, you know, what are the next few months going to look like? What's the next year going to look like? Where's this all going to end up and I've gotten significantly better about letting go of, of goals and needing to get to a certain place and just being in the place that I'm at. Cause like, you know, for example, with growing dualistic unity, like there's nothing that I wouldn't, that I would be doing differently. If I had this goal of say, you know, we have this goal of growing to X number of listeners or followers or anything, like there's nothing different than we would, that we would be doing. Like we would still be doing all the things we're doing no differently. We're just able to fully appreciate them rather than be thinking about it. Like, all right, so if we do this and we, we space this out and do this for, you know, six months, we should be in this place. And then if we do it for another year, based on these projections that we have here, it's like, we don't have to do all that bullshit, like projecting that like corporations and public entities have to do. So um, there's, there's a lot of freedom and, and appreciation, I think, in letting go of the need for all of that. And, and it's so common for us to get caught up in it. And yeah, I'm, I'm the first to admit that I do all the time, but it, it's very helpful to, to recognize too, that like the journey is it, it's what people look back on and, and really appreciate. So it's, it's an important thing to keep in mind. And I'm just talking to myself right now, really, as always, but talking to talking to Andrew specifically too. <laughs> nice. So we are going to have to wrap up today's episode in, in a very short period of time because we are coming up to the two hour mark. But I did want to share a story with everybody from my experience last night. Last night, I had the opportunity to go out with my wife to a local uh, performance by Jeremy Dutcher, who is an indigenous musician. And what he's done is he's gone back into the archives, into the library and into the museum, and he's tried to pull out the old songs from his people that have been forgotten 
over the last hundred years. And so we actually went and found some wax cylinders of recordings of people from his tribe a hundred years ago singing songs that have now been forgotten. And so what he's done is he's taken those songs and he's mixed it with other instruments to try and revitalize that music and bring it back to his tribe and back to the people in, in today's age, which I thought was fantastic. But there was one point where he was describing, he was looking for a love song. Out of all these archives, he found a song about chiefs, he found a song about death, he found all kinds of stuff, but he was looking for a love song. And unfortunately, wax cylinders break very, very easily over time if they're used more often. And so the only love song he found was broken. And so he couldn't hear it, but there was a, there was a university professor who majored in music and it was actually able to take that cylinder and translate it to notation. And so he had the music and in order to complement the song, he had the crowd split into two and hum different tones on one side of the room or the other. And so the entirety of the song resonated with everyone in the room, including inside our own bodies, because we're humming along. You could feel the presence in the room. You could feel the appreciation for what was happening. You could feel everybody with you because we were all the same vibration. It was a beautiful experience. And it immediately made me think of Paige because of the sound bath, because of the bowls that she uses and because of the impact that that has on us. It really does allow us to tune into the fact that we are vibration. That's what we are. We just get so caught up in the idea of being sedentary and solid that we forget. We are energetic vibration in flow all the time. And so if I can leave, if I can leave our listener with any recommendation, it would be to attend Paige's live show. Definitely get involved, listen to the vibration, lose yourself in it. If you can, pick yourself up a bowl. Maybe Paige can recommend you one. But this is something that's so easy to get into and there is no purpose to it. If there is, you're missing the point. Just vibrate and recognize that that's all you're ever doing. Don't get attached to how that vibration changes and how it expresses itself or how it unfolds because that's not the important part. The important part is that you feel it. So I'm gonna wrap up my segment here for this episode. I just wanna say very quickly to Sunny and Paige, I wish we could chat longer. I wish these could go for hours and hours and hours, but I know they can't, but I do look forward to having you back on the show in the very near future. I do wanna invite you both to the retreat that's coming up in November, November 12th to 20th, on Vancouver Island, we have an eight-day retreat. It's going to be amazing. It's literally going to be the conversation I wish we could just keep having right now, but it's just going to keep going on and on, and we're going to be in person. So if you can make it, I'd love to see you. If you can't, don't worry. We'll find you eventually. It's absolutely meant to be an in-person conversation, and it will be one day. I'm going to pass it back to Andrew before we wrap up. Yeah, no, I, lo I love that story too, because it's so much about the application and the recognition that you are the application. As much as it's the song is is one with everyone, everyone is the song as well. And and that's all it ever comes down to. But yeah, Sonny and Paige, thank you so much for joining us on this. And I appreciate everything you do, everything you you post about, talk about, going through the journey, the journey nowhere, the journey into uncertainty and and back out and back in again. And and this is an incredible conversation. I'm very much looking forward to our next one. And thank you so much for taking the time to, to join us today. Thank you. I can't thank you guys enough for just creating this platform to do so. So that's all I can say because um, it is what it is. <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, if you're here, I'm here, right? <laughs> Nowhere else I'd rather be. <laughs> Likewise. Well, this has been a beautiful experience, as always. Lots of love all around. Thank you for joining us, listener. We really appreciate it. Of course, we are going to have more episodes as we go through season three. Do tune into the next roundtable, which will be coming up in October, and we'll feature the hosts of the Wildflowers podcast. So we're very excited to have Sophie and Daisy join us here on the show. They've been uh, a longtime supporter of the podcast here on Dualistic Unity, and it's going to be a fun conversation. Absolutely. We will see Paige again in season four. We will see Sunny again. I absolutely guarantee it. And a Aside from that, thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Bye, everyone.